0: I forgot to record the call. Can you believe that? <laughs> I missed the last one. I'll try it now. So answer your question again.
1: Okay. How? What's the best way to deal with a seller who is negotiable on terms but is asking far greater than the F repair value? Well, um, what, what, are we talking about long terms? Like like a lot of uh, – t- I'll give you my scenario. I'll have mm-hmm. a uh, – a woman who is willing to sell her house. She's a physician. I actually know her ex-husband. Um, but she's asking about $138 a square foot for her house. And uh, in the area, the average is about $99 a square foot. So she's mm-hmm. asking about $685,000 for the house. And uh, Say, say that part again. How much? 685000 Okay. Um there are houses in the area that sold for that much but that are much bigger and have many more bedrooms and baths. Um but hers, like I said, there's a house right down the street from her that sold for about four hundred and thirty thousand dollars. And based on the square footage price, she should be about five hundred and fifty thousand. But she's asking uh six eighty five okay is should I just act, use it like as an ax? try to sell it well here's the deal is that five is that five fifty at a r v price five fifty a r v correct
0: all right and she's asking six eighty five and and she's correct. she's okay with terms, but she's not flexible with the price so right. you're either going to go in there and ask her a few questions like this, how did you come up with your price? Okay. I, I I would love to pay you six hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars, but the problem is my bank's not gonna, you know, when the appraisers come out, guess what? When we're trying to resell this thing or refinance this thing, it's gonna be upside down by over a hundred grand. How do I how do I justify to the bank that paying six hundred and eighty five thousand dollars above, you know, that's obviously above the five fifty, which is average. You know how, how do I how do I justify that? You know, and it could be who? How much does she owe on the house? She may owe a lot on this house. Thinking I got to get money out of this thing to get to call myself, you know, making some money. She she doesn't want to break even, but what does she right. owe on it? You know, yeah, do you know what she does, owes on it?
1: about five hundred.
0: You said she owes five hundred. Correct. Yeah. So, you should deal with that one. Okay, if you know for sure that this thing is 550 ARV max, now you know the other number that she's asking for. is just in Fantasyland, number one. Number two, I would ask her, did Michael Jackson live in this house? <laughs> and that's the response I get, which you just did. Because Michael Jackson didn't live there. What makes you think that I can buy. Or, you know, you say Michael Jackson because some people don't like Michael Jackson. Say Elvis. Did Elvis <laughs> live here? And if Elvis lived here, then I'm buying the house at 685 because I could turn right. it into a shrine, a museum. But if Elvis didn't live here, even if he was a brand new on a on a bus stop trail traveling the road with his guitar, if Elvis didn't live here, then why am I buying this house at 685? Can you help me understand? Right. Because then, and you know, that's what you're asking those questions again. Help me understand. How can I pay six eighty five when everything else in the area is is at about you know five fifty,
2: yeah,
1: you know,
0: and it just how do you justify paying over a hundred thousand dollars more unless somebody famous lived there, right? And then and if they're like, well, I think it's worth that. Well, then I'll, I appreciate your time, Mr. Seller. I really do. If anything changes in the future, please give me a call. I'll let you know. Or do you mind if I check back with you in a few months?
2: Right. And okay. leave
0: it at that. That would be the best thing you can do to be in control of that situation where you're not all stressed out that you did anything wrong. There is absolutely nothing you did wrong because you didn't get that house paying $130,000 more than what it's worth.
1: Right, right.
0: All right. And so okay. you'll feel better about yourself by you. Turning the seller down, okay? so yeah. believe me, you'd be, you'd, be, you'd be in a better situation. And then guess what? understand this, Everyone on this call understand that the deal of the century comes along at least once a week. Now, some of y'all missed that, because you'd be like, "Oh man, I've been looking for a deal for the past six months or six or a year. I haven't seen a deal because your eyes are not open. Your eyes are not open. You're looking past deals. You drive past deals every single day, and they're calling you. They're raising their hand at you. They're walking past you. You might have had coffee with one of them last week. Somebody sneezes and you say, cousin hike. And guess what? They had a house for sale, but you didn't ask. Because most of the folks on the call who want these deals, they become secret agents. Secret agents mean they don't want to tell anybody what they do because they're embarrassed to tell them that, oh, I'm in the real estate business, I buy houses, this, that, and the other, and I, they go through this field, and they throw up on people, give them too much information. So they tell them everything out there instead of asking questions. Right. So, so okay. that's what I would do with that person, in your case. You know, if you can ask her, if she can ask those basic questions, and if you can get her to drop the price, great, that's a win. I'm not talking about dropping the price for a few thousand dollars. She's got to drop the price, and here's what you do. Can you ask her this. Can you show me at least three to four houses like your house that have sold for this price at 685 in the past six months? That's within a half a mile of this house because that's the requirement that the bank is going to need. I think everybody knows that in the world. That it's got to be in the last six months, and within the last within half a mile radius. Now, when you go over six months, and you go over six, uh, over over a mile or over half a mile, it's because it's in a rural area. If it's in a rural area, you can expand your requirements to get comparables. But if you're in a tight market, if you're in a, a, a traditional suburb, you should not be going a mile away. You should be within a half a mile. In the last six months, There should be sales that are out there, okay? Right. But if you can't get that, houses,
1: about right? Houses, all within a half mile.
0: Yeah, and you proved to her. Here's twelve houses. Look at all these twelve houses, just like yours. And here's what they sold at. So how do you justify yours being, you know, one hundred thirty thousand dollars more?
1: Is it ever really Oh, that's real? right.
2: Elvis, Elvis so lived there, crazy. right?
1: <laughs> is it ever really worth paying an appraiser?
0: No, not right then. Not right then. You don't pay for anything out of your pocket unless you know you're ready to buy that house. Okay. You don't pay any, there's no point in paying money to an appraiser unless you are under contract and you You know you're going to close the escrow on this deal. You're just trying to confirm the true value. Now, okay. don't take an appraiser to know A a reasonable man, the way you are, you're reasonable, right? I'm reasonable. Why would we pay that price that they're asking for something that you already could see just for your own naked eyes that there's nothing higher than what 550 is. You don't got to be an appraiser certified to know that. True, true. There's an old saying, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense.
1: (laughs) I like that. Okay?
0: So I hope that's helped uh, you one way or another. Some deals should be good, some deals won't be so good. And it's just, Some will, some won't. So what next?
1: Awesome. I appreciate your time and your input. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Take care of yourself. All right. Who's in the call? Ian.
3: Hey, sir. It's Ian Lemke.
0: Le- Lemke? Yes, sir. All right. Ian, where are you calling from?
3: Uh, San Antonio, Texas.
0: All right. San Antonio's in the house. All right. San Antonio. So what's your question I got for you got tonight? So probably an easy one,
3: but just talking about trust, since uh, Texas is a land trust state. So right. working on my first deal, and just want to make sure I structured this right with my attorney. Um, Ron mentions to set up this land trust in its own LLC. Like, so let's say a property on Main Street. So it would be Main Street LLC, and I would mm-hmm. put my current LLC as the trustee and put my personal name as the beneficiary. Do I have that right? Um, or I'm open to pers- persuasion. Tell me if... You know, do that, I mean, I
0: well, the beneficiary, I mean, depending on what, you, what does your attorney say, how do you protect yourself? Because you can, because the trust can be changed any time. The good thing about the trust, you can sell the trust to somebody else any time without, you know, the, the, the trust, you know, being uh, – triggering a, uh, a transfer tax. But, right, yes, you can do the LLC as a trustee, uh, and if that's what your attorney say you can do in Texas. I mean, every state's different, but uh, that makes sense. But then if you're the beneficiary I, – I, I personally wouldn't want to be the beneficiary. I would want another entity to be the beneficiary that I control.
3: Gotcha. Because okay.
0: It, because what? Right. Good. Yeah. You know, it's because it, it, it can get complicated it, depending on what, what what controls do you have personally? Uh, who's the trustee of that of that? Who's the, who's, the, who's the who's the the controlling uh, principal of that LLC? That's the trustee. Who is that?
4: Would be. I hope that's not you.
0: Okay. This now you 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 just. Mess yourself up. I, I don't like that idea at all. Having an LLC that you could control with your name and your wife's name, that LLC being the trustee and then you being the beneficiary, Do you pierce the corporate bell. You say, look at me, look at me. I got all this money. Come sue me. Today, I know I got an LLC, but sue me. You got to find a trustee that somebody you trust, somebody who doesn't have your same last name. Are you with me? Yes. Yes. I so it could be your wife's. It could be your wife's sister, who has a different last name, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Somebody who has a different last name that that can do, that can control that. So you don't have to have an LLC as the trustee. You can have an individual person as the trustee and have the LLC be the beneficiary of that trust. And the beneficiary of that trust being the LLC could be you as the controlling principal. So once you go ahead and run that by your attorney and ask that question, because I can just see all kind of bad things happening based on what you described, your LLC and your, your name, your wife's name, and you can control, even though it's the name of a trustee, a company, I mean an LLC, as a trustee, but yet can't they look up who the owners of that LLC is? Who are they going to find? You. Me. Oh, you, could, you the trustee. And then all of a sudden the beneficiary of that trustee. Oh. That's another LLC. Oh, that's you. So you, you doing this and you doing that, it's, like, it's almost like self-dealing, but in a different way. So right. you, you don't want all those things. So you've got to have somebody that you really trust that's outside other than your last name that you could appoint. Now, that trustee doesn't have any control, and then you have another person who called it a director, that a person who's a director that directs the trustee what to do, okay? Okay. The trust can get very complicated you got to educate yourself to the fifth power because trust can save you. I mean, a lot of headaches and nightmares, but it could also frustrate the heck out of you if you do it the wrong way. You follow me? Agreed. I Agreed. think you're on the right track, but I think you've got yourself. You need to re- make some adjustments with respect to that because I just see all kinds of things coming back, blowing up in your face. Like that. It's like that Bouncing Betty, you know, they had in Vietnam. And boom, you that thing blow up in your face. You're dead. you good as dead. Right there, a baby, pop up right in front of you four feet, and you're done. And that's all. You're piercing the corporate veil, and they're coming after you for all these assets, and just it's a nightmare. So okay. just be careful good. about that and ask your attorney.
3: Just a couple follow-up questions, because I still really haven't yes, found sir. an attorney yet, because I'm getting a lot of different views, right? Um, so um, do I have to... You In Texas, do I have to do, like, a um, RMLO, residential mortgage loan officer in Texas for, like, owner financing, um, subject to kind of deals? I've heard a lot of that. I just don't know how true all that is as far as using, let's say, a service company to collect the payments so I can get my tax return at the end of the year that I, you know, let's say my tenant buyer,
0: good. Well, I know Ron uses a company called EscrowServe, okay? Okay. And they're the ones that do all the collection and all the record keeping and things of that nature. You pay them a small fee per month based on what what you're collecting, and they'll get all those documentations for you. Um, It is good to know uh, and having that that, that separation because uh, you need to keep good records. You need to be able to track your business. But if you're the chief cook, bottle washer, everything you're trying to do, then you put a liability on yourself. Yep. Texas is a little bit different because they're very unique in its own way. But I would inform you to just go to some of the local real estate uh, uh, clubs there and start networking with a bunch of people. Another thing, too, is you can use the Gold Club form on Gold Club. you remember a Gold Club because you wouldn't be on this call if, and just talking to me if you weren't in Gold Club. So if you go to the Gold Club form and you can ask a question in the form, of people who are focus, who are living in Texas and ask that question, uh, whoever is in San Antonio or around San Antonio cuz Texas pretty much the whole state is about the same doesn't matter if you're San Antonio or El Paso or or right. Dallas, you know, I've had properties that I bought on a financed in Dallas. I love Dallas. Oh, I love Dallas. Um and so the and I in my turn to have several different attorneys out there that I've used during my transactions. And so what you want to do is one Whatever your plan is in your business and how you're structuring it, that you need to have these right people helping you move towards. Tell them, hey, I want to go from here to here. How can I do that? Not that I can't do it, but how can I do it? Which avenue do I need to take? How do I need to set it up? How do I need to look? What, it, what does it need to, you know, how much is it going to cost? What's the maintenance on it? Is this realistic? Am I within the law? So, and the way you find that is, one, you've got to know people in your area that are helping you moving towards that direction. There's a lot of investors in Texas, you know, that comes through Ron's program and other programs. Mm-hmm. I would suggest go to some of the local real estate clubs and network. I don't say go okay. out there and pull out a credit card and buy another program, okay? What you want to be doing is networking. No more people leaving the meeting than you knew going in. But find out the key thing. Now, this is there for everybody the call. Remember, folks, you can go to anywhere in your state, in your city, find a local real estate club, and network with people there. And the main thing how you can find the right people, find out who, it, who are the influencers. The influencer is the person, guy or gal, that everybody's around, standing around, listening to, in a circle, off on the side. You got one guy and one gal. They've got 10 people around them. Well, that's an influencer. You want to hear what they have to say. And then network with some of those folks. And then, oh, you have an attorney? Oh, who do you use? Oh, you have an escrow company? Oh, who do you use? You know? See, Mm -hmm. we're not an attorney state in California, so our escrows are done not with attorneys, it's done with, you know, escrow and title, you know? And so it's different from, I mean, because I've had properties in Texas and Memphis and and Florida, so I know it's quite different. California is like its own little island. I'm sure you guys know that by now. <laughs> right. The only thing is good right. is the weather, pretty much part to me. But I digress. Um, but we do things in a very unique way. But I, because I've been exposed to doing transactions in states like the South and Texas and Memphis, that I got an understanding of how attorneys do things in those states. So you should do the same thing. You still, one of the things that doesn't, doesn't change, no matter if you're going from one city to another city, is networking with the people who are doing business the way you want to do it. And I have a philosophy I talk about in some of my trainings, that it is okay to copy cat as long as you copy the right cat. So go find some cats <laughs> that's doing it right and follow them.
2: <laughs>
0: that's great. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome, man. That that, that answer your question? Yeah, sure did. All right, man. Well, thanks for calling, and uh, hopefully I'll be in San Antonio soon enough. All right, sir. All right, you guys
2: take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, who do I have on the call now? Hi, Alton. This is Felipe Negron, how are you doing today? I'm good. Say your first name again: Felipe.
0: Felipe. Felipe from where? Uh, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, my God! You guys be burning up out there. It must be hotter than uh, fried chicken on a hot Sunday day.
2: It's actually pretty cold. It's only hundred and six today. Oh my goodness <laughs> oh so it cooled
0: off for you for the for 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 a uh, Monday afternoon.
2: Oh yeah, I'm getting ready to put on a sweater.
0: My goodness, ain't that something uh, I don't feel I mean, it's only like eighty nine degrees where I'm at, but hey uh i I'm not going to complain about it. It's been hotter since last week. It was hotter. But, hey, you know what, that would make these, these, uh, this part of the country great. You, can, you know, I'm sure you have required air conditioning where you're at, right?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, you'd die if you didn't have it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
4: Well, what's your question, sir?
2: Well, the, I, the question I have is a couple weeks ago um, I've been fortunate enough to uh, quit my job and I'm doing real estate full time. Um, I'm utilizing, you know, the Quick Start School resources, the Ron's Gold Club, um, I have a VA, I've got a mentor, um, but I find that I'm still, uh, I still have a lot of extra time and I've heard it used in other like industries, you know, like the, the phrase income generating activities. So it's just wondering, like, you know, I haven't done a deal yet. Uh, I'm trying to make sure that I'm just staying busy and, and focusing on the right things that are going to lead me to my first successful deal. So I'm just wondering, you know, for somebody who like, like me, who's starting out, like, what should i be focusing on on like a day to day basis you know what what is worth my time and what are activities that are like a total waste of time
0: well um, that's a good question because i know a lot of investors run into that that are brand new and there's nothing more important than getting your phone to ring and how you get your phone to ring are multiple different ways of doing it one you can send out yellow letters, which Ron discourages people from brand new starting out trying to send out yellow letters and postcards and stuff like that. But you but you can do online ads like Craigslist. You can use your VA, the uh, the send you deals. You have the Gold Club leads that you get in your email every day just by being a Gold Club member. So if you got let's say a certain particular county in in your in your area, in Arizona, I'm telling you. You're, are you, you said you are in Phoenix? Yes, sir. Man, you know how many deals are out there in Phoenix right now? Man, I'm finding deals in Phoenix from California. Oh, well,
2: wow. Man, there's so many oh, deals in Phoenix. And, in
0: front. And, and, and you know what? There's too many deals out there in Phoenix. I mean, there's not enough buyers out there to buy deals in Phoenix. You can, you, can, you can buy Phoenix properties in your underwear at home in Pennsylvania. There's so many deals out there in Phoenix. And, and well, the key what, thing what the is, difference? where do you look?
2: Where, where, where am I looking? looking? Yeah. Well, right now, I, I, you hit some of the points that I'm utilizing right now. Like, every day I post on Facebook, Insta, a couple different social medias, like Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, I'm posting on Craigslist. Um, I get I get anywhere on average from ten to fifteen uh, visible lead service leads. So, I mean that keeps me pretty busy. Um, but you know some of the back and forth and the phone tag, like calling people, waiting for them to call you back. Like I just, I just want to make sure you know like what's that old saying? You know I don't handle the devil's workshop. I want to make sure that right, I'm still that. staying busy and I'm, and I'm hitting all the bases.
0: Well, you also got to make sure you network with people, uh, real estate agents. Uh, wholesalers, uh, these bird dogs, you can employ bird dogs who are just driving around. You can actually have people uh, put put signage on their cars that says "We buy houses cash, call this number one two three, four five boom 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 and these people don't have to even talk to them. They just call the number and hear either a pre-recorded message or they 'll have pat live after the call and gather information from them about a house they have for sale because if you could be able to set up a system where people are calling you without you having to call them. Because, see, the question is, is it better to have people call you or you call people? Because if they're calling you, they're probably motivated. If you're calling calling them, you're probably bugging the crap out of them. So they're not going to be as motivated. So imagine you sitting out at the dinner table at 7 o'clock and you start getting phone calls. You're not going to be too happy. But what if you're at your dinner table and you start to get your Pat Live calls coming in from these Buyers or sellers are calling you about a house they have for sale. I take that call in a heartbeat. But there's going to be times where you're not going to be able to take that call. That's why you use it for uh, people like a system like Pat Live to answer those calls when you don't have the opportunity to answer that call where that call comes in and you don't want that call to go to voicemail. So when you talk about the idle mind, it's being able to walk at your gum at the same time, be multitasking where you're actually having your bandit signs, your postcard, your yellow letters. You're networking with real estate agents, you're going to local real estate meetings, you're you're watching and driving to and from, you know, your destinations, you're seeing uh vacant houses, you're seeing bandit signs, you're seeing for sale by owner signs. Uh, another thing, you're seeing blue tarps on the roof. People who got a blue tarp on a roof probably can't afford that house because they can't afford to put on a real roof. So probably they might be open to selling that house. High grass, high weeds. Those people either work the door knock, a postcard, a yellow legger, a yellow letter, or you can skip trace them and find out where the owners are if it's vacant because there's going to be a lot of houses you're going to come across and it's going to be vacant, Felipe. The house is going to be vacant, but how do you reach them? They may not have no forwarding mailing address. Well, guess what? There's a skip tracing service that you can probably find two things, their cell phone number or their email, and you can reach out to them if it's worth the property to follow up on. So I believe the fortune is in the follow-up the more you follow up with the seller, the better chance you're going to have getting that house. Does that make sense? No, it it definitely does. It definitely does. So I've been doing this business since 2009 and I've been full time since 2000, I think uh, 13 and maybe 14. And, uh, and even I get a lot of no's. I get, I get told no more times than anybody else in my business. Why? Because, I can control two things, Felipe. Number one, my attitude, and two, my activity. So if I control my activity and my attitude, then I can control the outcome because the more activity that I'm generating, whether it's postcards, yellow letters, banner signs, networking, you know, posting on Facebook, whatever it may be, I have multiple ways of being able to generate leads to call me about a house that they have for sale today. And people that I follow up with I may be working with them for the next six months. I may contact today, but I may not even buy it until six months from now. That just happened to us on two deals. I've been working with a guy. Last month we did a deal. We made $50,000 on one deal, and I've been working with him since November, end of November last year. We just closed on it last month. Well, what took us so long? Well, the first three months he wasn't ready. And then I followed up, and I followed up, and I followed up, and all of a sudden we got the deal. Close the deal, made fifty thousand. But so what I, my point is, like when I say don't go to the seller waving a contract in his face the first day you meet him. You just you're just getting to know him. We're dating right now. We're just going out. We're saying if you're right for me and I'm right with you, and if I'm right with you, you're right with me. We got a good vision, we can work together, then we can do business, but it's not gonna be business done in one business. You're going to probably visit and talk with this person several times before you actually close. That's how it works. If anyone thinks that they're going to meet a person, talk to them on the phone, and then an hour later go meet them at their house, and then an hour later you sign a contract, that's not happening every day. Now, could it happen? Sure. But it's typically not the way it works. You don't meet a person over the phone and two hours later you've got a contract with their house and you're doing a business and you're making money. That's not how it works. That's, that's just like dreaming. That's like the buyers, I mean the sellers that want to get a price for their house that's $1,000 or $100,000 above the market price. That just doesn't happen typically. So, so yeah, you're, you're doing the right things. You just add a little bit more. I would tell you to do this. Whatever you're doing, 10 exit. 10 exit. That means you need to do 10 times more of what you're doing To generate activity, so therefore you can um, get more leads coming in, and the more leads come in, let's say you got more leads, you got more leads coming in than you can handle. Well, guess what? You pick the cream of the crop. You pick
2: the best and leave the rest. Gotcha. That that makes sense. (laughs) No, it does. Now, something that you kind of mentioned about the you know the dating metaphor. do you think – because I've got a VA and I've got VAs calling leads, and I'm calling leads too. Um, should I just push all the leads I'm calling to the VAs until I see a yes and not really deal with leads myself until they become, you know, like you said in the, in the dating metaphor, like, you know, there, there's a relationship there?
0: Yep, you could do that. Or you could just pick up the bootstrap it up, bootstrap your business. Sometimes everyone starts off with very limited amount of money and knowledge, and they need to. they're learning this whole process sometimes you got to bootstrap everything you got to do it all yourself because I believe if you can't afford the VA then you become the VA okay because if you have the money to throw out a VA to make all those costs for you great do it but if there's people on this call right now that can't afford a VA but they need to know what to say to do that's why you have people like Brian on that wolf you got round the grant you got strip that you can use and you pick up their scripts and you use those things to the best of your ability to close people, okay? Sometimes you can close them, sometimes you can't, but you do whatever you can to try to make it work. So, yes, in a perfect world, you want to delegate and automate everything, right? But sometimes when you can't do that, then you have to bootstrap it together yourself and make the calls yourself. And and, and, and just understand, more than 90% of the people will tell you no, they don't want to sell the way you want to buy. And that's okay. That's just the process. So if you can get somewhere between five or or six or or three percent of the people saying yes, well worry about the only worry about the three percent or the five percent. Don't worry about the other ninety percent that told you no. Worry about the three percent or five percent that told you yes. Everybody else, they were just practice. And if you have that mindset, it will be you will overcome a lot of uh, fear and objection and stress because it's a game. It's a game. You know everyone can't tell you yes. Most of the people gonna tell you no. And when the one that tells you yes, don't be so, so surprised about it. Just pick up the ball and run with it. That makes sense?
2: No, it does. It definitely does.
0: Well, I hope that's helped. Do you have any other questions for me?
2: What's that? It broke up a
0: little bit. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, do you have anything else? I got another call on the caller on the line, and I know I'm a little bit over. I know these calls go for an hour, but, you know, sometimes I'm kicking knowledge, and sometimes it's going to take longer than an hour. But we'll be done in the next few minutes. Uh, I got another caller here that's in in line, and I want to see about answering their call. Uh, If if you don't have anything else, listen for a little while longer. Hang with me a a little bit longer, folks. And hopefully you guys are getting some value out of this, and that you guys, uh, 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 you know, are learning something or picking up some nuggets from somebody who's actually doing it. I don't, I don't talk to no. talk without walking the walk. And Ron Legrand has me on his call is because we're doing exactly what he showed us how to do. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. You're very welcome. Take care. All right. Who do I have on the call now?
4: You got Vernon here. You got Vernon here. How you doing,
0: sir? I got Vernon in the house. What's up, Vernon? Where you calling from? I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois. Henry. How you doing? Oh my God, Chicago man! I'm telling you. Matter of fact, didn't we just have a, an event out there? About to have an event out there in Chicago.
4: You about to have one in the suburbs, like Naperville, uh, coming on the 18th. Quick turn. Yeah. Quick
0: Turn. I'm going. I hope so. I won't be there because I'll be out here. I got about four projects going right now, but I, I was supposed to be out there. I got some of my students that's going to be out there. Chicago has been one of my favorite places, despite what you hear about what's going on in Chicago. Chicago, man, I love going to Chicago. They got the best eats in the world out there. I mean, you can eat. If you love to eat, Chicago is the place to go. But if you don't want to gain weight, you might want to have to hold back a little bit. <laughs> they got the best rooftop party too. I know. I've been watching, man. I've been seeing y'all, man. This things, this happening. Things are happening in Chicago, despite what the, what the media wants you to think, man. It's serious stuff going on out there. That's why Ron LeGrand loves coming to Chicago every year. And Ron LeGrand loves to eat. And I'm telling you, there's always good eating out there in Chicago.
4: Is Ron LeGrand coming out here this time? Quick turn.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh
4: good. Good. Oh, good. Yeah.
0: Good.
4: My question is. Uh, in 2010, I, I picked up two, uh, two two Pretty House courses, but they they happened to be the same thing, and I got confused when they was, uh, when they was being advertised, so I got two doubles. And I had two terms of uh, mentorship in 2010, too. Uh, but I didn't do anything because I had a business going, and I wasn't completely honest with my mentors. So now I just got signed back up with a mentor. Right now I got VA service, and I'm going to quick-turn school but I, I, don't have no more, I don't have no more money,
0: but I got a job bringing home $1,000 a week. What's my next move? Well, I tell you what, you got you to gotta have a structured game plan. So now you, you're saying you have a mentor now, and, and you got, the, you got, I, the, you got the, the school coming up, right?
4: Yep, I got the VA. I got the VA services just signed up, and I got the
0: mentor just signed up, and I'm sitting on a stack of leads. Perfect. Anything you want to do, those leads, you want to get them to your VA so they can call out, do outbound calls for you on those leads to find out. Now, now are those leads that the VA gave you, or how are these leads? What makes you think they're leads?
4: Well, they're I, I drive for dollars. I, I, I get FISBO signs in yards and pretty houses in the pretty, in the pretty neighborhoods every day. Every day I, 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 drive, I drive for dollars. I'm a driver here.
0: So I get Okay, well, Okay, I, I probably, so you got, you got those leads. I, I probably, so so, so, so yeah. what you got to do is it's all about what you say and what you do with those leads because these are people who raised their hand and said, I got a house for sale, rather than on a website or, you, like you said, driving for dollars, and you've and you got them. So, like, if you haven't had a conversation with them or you have very limited conversation with them and you haven't got enough information, I would funnel those leads over to the VA. If you got information from them, that I already told you they are a motivated seller. At that point, you need to pick up the ball and run with it, which means that you need to pull out some of those scripts that you got in the uh, Quick Start training manual. Now, you've been to Quick Start, though, right?
4: Yeah, I went back in 2010.
0: Oh, yeah, man. You need to, you need to, oh, dude, you need to be at that. You say, like you said, you're going to be there, right, uh, on the 18th? Uh, oh, sure, oh, for sure. I'm already signed up, paid up, and I'm coming. All right, here's what you want to do. You want to get those leads that you got that you haven't called on. Uh, if you're if you, if you get this, you're going to be having this class coming up real soon, you want to get those lead sheets over to uh, the, the Wolf Couple that's going to be over at with Ron and Grand calling on your leads. So you want to get all the kind of leads you can at the Quick Start School. So at the Quick Start School, they'll be calling on those leads on your behalf. Now, they're going to need very clear, specific information from those leads, you know, so that they can contact these sellers while you're there. Okay? And if they, they contact these sellers and structure a deal for you, you need to be able to follow up with these people. Okay? Because, uh, and then learn all you can because it's been a while. 2010 is a long time that you've been out of the game.
4: That's right. Okay? I've just been writing so, down links every day, every since, though. I, I, I've always done something that has something to do with real estate every day since, but I haven't called anybody up because I didn't have any backup, no mentor. No, nothing. It was just me because uh, when, when my tuition, my, my mentorship tuition passed up, I got depressed. So I'll, the only thing I've been doing is just writing down leads every single day. I've been watching them sell. Uh, I've been, I see them spring back up again. I, I watch them sell, and I got hundreds and hundreds of leads. Just, just I'm
0: just sitting on a, a – The question is how old are those leads? How, how old are those leads? Because let me tell you something. Leads are not like a fine wine. They don't get better with, with, with age and time. They don't. So remember, the leads that you're sitting on, hundreds of leads that you're sitting on, you know, unless they're like within the last couple of weeks, those are good leads. But if they're like six months or a year old, they ain't leads no more. But right. if you have no one to call, guess who you call? You call the leads that are old leads because if you have nothing to call, you call those. You want to call the freshest lead first because the older leads, Basically, they may have changed their mind. They may have already sold the property. Another investor investors already bought it, or they may have changed their mind or whatever. But you want to get those leads fresh. Even if you – let me tell you something. I'm going to keep it real. You're going to suck first when you make those phone calls. Okay? You're going to screw it up by the numbers. Okay? So it's better to get it to the VA. That way they can gather the information for you because that's what you're paying the VA to do to get the information. But the reality is – once the VA says, hey, the lead is good to go, here, you go ahead and call it to go ahead and set up the appointment to go see the, the seller, you're still going to screw okay. it up. That's why you go to the Quick Start School so you can learn and get better. And and then that's why you have a mentor that's there to help you get through that process. They can screen and evaluate that lead that you have. Okay? Okay. That's vitally important. So when you, so when you go to the uh, – Uh, Quick Start School, take the leads with you. Let them evaluate it with you. They'll tell you, oh, this is too old, or this one's a good right one. Let's call this one up. Let's not call these other ones up. Let's go ahead and pre-screen these things and get them going, okay? So if if you have nobody to call, I mean, you got those leads. You should call them anyway. Even if it's just practice and you screwed it up and they told you no, that's okay. You made the effort to call. And you, and you got the call, maybe they tell you yes, maybe they tell you no. Maybe they just hang up in your face. It don't matter. They will practice anyway. They will practice anyway. So if you got that mindset, hey, I got these hundreds of leads, they're not doing you no good sitting in your file. You need to pick up the phone and start dialing for dollars. And okay. it don't matter what they say. If they say yes, if they say no, remember, all those hundred leads, 90% of those leads will be a no lead. They're gonna be dead, For nothing. Sure. But that's okay. Uh-huh. They practice anyway. The more you get better uh-huh. at your script and your Q and A, your questions and answers to the to the seller, uh-huh. the better your craft is yeah. gonna be. Then you're gonna be able to say, I ask enough questions and I listen. I ask enough questions and I listen. But if you're talking, talking to talking to talking to talking to talking talking, man, you're talking to sell. You you talking yourself out of the sale. Okay. That's so. A yeah, there you go. There you go. Diary out the bone. So other than that, man, I think that you just get to the Quick Start School, be a student all over again, but I wouldn't wait too long to take a lead. You should be picking up that phone and calling them people tomorrow, if not tonight, at least one of, Let's say you just take five. Just take five leads and just call five of them tonight or tomorrow morning and see what happens. Okay, I'll do it. Just okay. for practice. Just know that, know that they're going to be dead anyway. Just practice it and see how it comes out. I promise you you're going to feel better about yourself because you made the five phone calls. And that goes for everybody on this call here. Just take those leads that you've been sitting on and call three or four or five of them. And even though they will be dead, there will be a no, you'll feel good that you made the effort to make the call because you might get one person that said yes. And if that one person said yes, could be an extra five or ten or twenty or $25,000 or $50,000 like we just did, okay? It good, works
2: good.
0: only hope. if you work, all right? There we go. Yes, sir. Good. I well, thank you very much. Money. I hope that helps, all right? Yes, sure does. So. Big time, big time. All right, all right. Well, let me sit tight. I'm going uh, to do something real quick here. Um, what do I got? All right, so now, folks, it's 513, all right? It's 5.13. I'm 13 minutes on overtime. So I got to end the call because they want me to end it in an hour, but I went over by 13 minutes. So, hey, you know, as long as nobody died, right? I don't think anybody on the phone call died tonight because I gave I gave too much information. So if you're not a Gold Club member, if you want to be a Gold Club member, just go on to um, the uh, Gold Club website uh, at, um, let's see here, at the W uh, www RonGoldClub.com, and that way, if you want to participate in the call, just the way uh, the folks just did today, you can submit deals to uh, through the deal, you know, to Ron LeGrand's office, and then we can pick up those deals and, and, and review those for you. And if you got scenarios like some of the folks had on the call, we'll hopefully be able to answer those calls. This happens every second Monday of every month to Gold Club and non-Gold Club members, but to participate with the call, you have got to be Gold Club member to get the exclusive exclusive access to be able to ask questions the way these gentlemen did, the lady did earlier, and uh, we're excited for you. So um, let me see here. i going to read my directions here. Press, oh, okay. So, so I guess that's it. So, um, again, I'm Alton Jones from here in Southern California, and I always like to say I'll see you at the top because the bottom is too crowded. Have a good night, folks. Take care you know